The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to be inspired. So many people have touched the lives of others, sometimes without even knowing it. Could you be one of those people? Welcome to Your Why with host, the CEO of Breakthrough SEO Marketing, Nalinia Varinas. Today, you'll hear some stories of people who have touched others in a positive way and show you how you can do the same. Now, here is Nalinia Varinas. Hello and welcome. It is so great having you with us today. I'm your host, Nalinia Varinas, and you're listening to Your Why. Connect with me on LinkedIn, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and visit my website at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. With us today to talk about intercountry adoption or international adoption is our distinguished guest, Mosami Mamaya. I'm excited to introduce her to you. Mosami is a licensed clinical social worker, having earned this distinction in 2004. She's also a Master of Social Work, and her thesis is entitled Motivation Towards International Adoption. Mosamin joined her mother's agency in 2001 to match hopeful parents in the United States with children in other countries who were having difficulty finding adoptive families in their homeland. Mosami's dedication and compassionate work have been recognized with the 2015 Woman of Distinction Award from Assemblyman Pat O'Donnell the 2015 U.S. House of Representatives Certificate of Recognition from Congressman Alan Lowenthal, and the 2015 Certificate of Congressional Recognition from Congresswoman Janice Hahn. Mosami, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm honored to be invited. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. It's, it's our honor to have you on. Please tell us about the work that you're doing right now and also about Bal Jagat the organization with which you're working. Baljagat literally means children's world in uh, our Indian language. I am of Indian descent, East Asian Mm -hmm. Indian, Mm -hmm. and it is a family-run adoption agency. My mother and I started this agency in 1983, and we would say we have conservatively placed about 5,000 children that were orphans in their own country for adoption in the United States. I say conservatively because at some point we stopped counting. (laughs) Uh, We have placed children from more than 35 different countries, including India, China, Russia, Ukraine, Romania, uh, Vietnam, Mexico, Colombia, Honduras, Chile, Bulgaria, Moldova, and I could just keep on going. Uh, Basically, (laughs) any country that's willing to let their children come to the United States we've been able to work with. We are a fully Hague-accredited intercountry adoption agency, which Mm -hmm. means that we are uh, oversighted by the U.S. State Department. We're Mm -hmm. also oversighted by the state of California to make sure that we do ethical legal adoptions. Mm -hmm. And it's important to note that usually before children 
are able to be adopted in the United States, they are given a chance to get adopted in their own country. And when they don't get adopted in their own country, then only are they allowed to come to the United States. Mm-hmm. Over the years, we have helped thousands of children that were languishing in orphanages in their own country because they just mm-hmm. didn't get adopted. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the reason kids are waiting in their own country, um, there are still countries that have stigma against single motherhood. Um, mm-hmm. When a woman gets pregnant and she's unmarried in countries like India, it's just not socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there are girls that are always being uh, requested and they're boys that just never got adopted. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny thing. People know about the plight of Chinese girls all around the world, but they don't realize mm-hmm. that they're boys, too, that just never mm-hmm. got adopted. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes in foreign countries there may be a small, minor special need, a cleft lip palate, a lazy eye, an orthopedic mm-hmm. issue, an extra finger or toe, something that mm-hmm. doesn't involve their intellect, but some kind of a minor physical issue that mm-hmm. kept them from being adopted because maybe their the country was poor, maybe the birth parents gave this child up for adoption because they couldn't afford to fix it. Mm-hmm. Finally, in mm-hmm. most countries, it's poverty. They, the family just has too many children, and they cannot mm-hmm. afford another mouth to feed. Um, but in every country, people do love their children, and nobody gives up their child for adoption by choice. It's usually one of their last options. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And I know one of the phrases under which your organization operates is the adopt- that adoption is a gift of life. How did that phrase come about, and what does it mean to Belshagat? Well, we feel that every child that gets adopted has the gift of life, has the opportunity to make their own life, make their career, make their destiny. Mm-hmm. That in the United States, there are so many people that want to have children, whether it's due to infertility, whether it's because they had all boys and always wanted a girl, whether it's because they're an older couple whose children have grown up and they have a space in their heart. For whatever reason, families do adopt, and these children who didn't have an opportunity in their birth country have that gift of opportunity. They have mm-hmm. a chance to make something of themselves. Mm-hmm. And over the years, because we've now been around 33 years, mm-hmm. and some of our kids were even older when they were adopted, our kids have graduated high school, gotten scholarships, mm-hmm. uh, attended universities, mm-hmm. attended the military, um, been married themselves, and some of them have even adopted children themselves. So it's mm-hmm. really nice to see the continuum of giving back just coming full circle. Wonderful. And, and also, you've kept in touch with many of your children, and they're now having children of their own here in the United States? We have, because mm-hmm. of our Facebook and technology these days, we can see mm-hmm. what's going on with our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do get our mitzvah, bat mitzvah invitations and <laughs> wedding invitations and college uh, graduation announcements. Our kids have appeared in the newspaper. They still mm-hmm. call us and want to see how we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is really nice to be part of this large extended family. Beautiful. And, and also, um, going back to the fact that Baljagat is a Hague-accredited international adoption agency, can you explain to the audience what that means? The Hague Convention went into effect in 2007, mm-hmm. and basically the U.S. State Department wants to oversight all adoptions that happen to make sure they are performed in an ethical manner. What mm-hmm. that means is families have peace of mind 
that they will not go to a foreign country and be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. In addition, it's a nice guarantee to know that your child was indeed placed for adoption because they are orphans, and mm-hmm. no one will come back into their lives years later and say that the birth mother didn't intend to put the child up for adoption. Mm-hmm. So families have a little bit of reassurance that knowing that United States uh, is looking out for them, and mm-hmm. each of these countries that sign the Hague Convention have to put in practice um, their policies and procedures to make sure that their adoptions are ethically completed. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And uh, can you walk us through what your process is when, um, when you're initiating an adoption? Sure. Mm-hmm. People usually get referred to us by friends and family. Word mm-hmm. of mouth is so important, and people are always singing their child's praises and are so happy with their <laughs> adoptions, and they tend mm-hmm. to tell other people. We've mm-hmm. gotten referrals from people that they met at church, they met at temple. Um, you know, they just heard about us somehow. So mm-hmm. people will usually call us and ask us what type of child they're eligible to adopt or what country we work with. Mm-hmm. And we will tell them to make sure to check out our website, which is mm-hmm. valjagat.org, B mm-hmm. as in boy, A-L-J-A-G-A-T.org, because we're a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And then they'll see many countries listed and the requirements for all the countries we work with. Mm -hmm. Each foreign country sets up a requirement in terms of the age of the applicant, the age of the child they're eligible for. Mm -hmm. And the families will already have a little bit of a head start knowing which countries they're interested in. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of clients who maybe they have a mixed ethnicity marriage, Maybe they come from a particular background, or maybe they're just interested in a particular background. Mm -hmm. So international adoption has a lot of appeal to families who want to adopt children with a different ethnic background. Mm -hmm. So we do about a two-hour orientation with each family in our office, and Mm -hmm. we get to know their concerns and their needs and what they are interested in in terms of child requests. Uh, I always tell families the more open you are, if you're open for male or female, if you mm-hmm. leave your age bracket a little bit open, if you're mm-hmm. willing to accept some type of minor special need, maybe a, a lazy eye or, you know, something that could be minor, those mm-hmm. will always make your requests, uh, your child can come a little bit quicker. But if not, and I understand if somebody wants a perfectly healthy child, we can mm-hmm. help them with that as well. Mm-hmm. And in reading your newsletter, I noticed that you let the world know that there are children coming to this country. And it's with joy that uh, it comes across in reading your newsletter. So there must be great anticipation with your adoptive parents, too. There is, and there is so much joy Mm -hmm. in the work that we do. I cannot Mm -hmm. tell you how lovely it is to look at the faces of all of these little children, these flowers that came here, got Mm -hmm. the love, which is like the sunshine, and now they are growing and prospering and giving back themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Every time I find out about a child that is in return paying it forward by having a bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, and, Mm -hmm. you know, making Baljagat their program in which Mm -hmm. to accept donations for, or Mm -hmm. wanting to visit their birth country, Um, when they grow older and, uh, you know, do something for their community or visiting the homeless in L.A. and wanting to, you know, share their good luck and good life with others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, the uh, 
thankfulness of both the parents and the children is something that I, I uh, when I was visiting your office, that was very impressive to me, too. It's such a warm experience, and the office is completely full of pictures. Every single square <laughs> inch of the walls are just full of pictures of very joyful people, and and I was really impressed and very moved, actually, by the, the happiness that you are able to bring to people, uh, some of which who are not able to have children of their own, but also, even though that they have children, uh, there's more joy that they would like to share, and a great feeling of altruism, too, that uh, seems to be a thread that runs throughout your organization. It is. We are a family-run organization. We believe in making families. That's something mm-hmm. that's always been part of our lives as far as my life. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I always visited orphanages with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, Hemlata Momaya started the agency in 1983. She's mm-hmm. our executive director. Mm-hmm. And as a child, we would visit orphanages in various parts of India, and we would buy some fruit, some apples, oranges, bananas, and all the kids would line up in the orphanage, and my brother and I would pass out fruit to those children. And seeing gratitude as an elementary school child when I was in second and third grade, to see how grateful they were for a banana, for an orange, or an apple, just really mm-hmm. puts in perspective how much we have and we take for granted. Right. And it so really the, touched my heart. Yeah, so you're, you had early exposure to the, the compassion that your mother had. And we'll, we'll visit um, and learn more about that after we come back from our break. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and, of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com now, back to Your Why. My guest today is the Director of Social Services with Baljagat or Children's World. In the last segment, Mosumi and I were talking about her visits to orphanages in India and how she, what led to her decision to pursue the line of work that she's doing right now. So, Mosumi, tell us some more about your passing out of fruit among the children there in India when you were visiting as a young girl. 
It was just so meaningful as a child to learn empathy. I was always taught that these children are no different from you. They just didn't have a mommy and daddy. So mm-hmm. it kind of gives you some perspective when you see children your own age being the recipient of something so simple, and it gives them so much joy. So you mm-hmm. start to become really grateful for what you have. Mm-hmm. And we think in the United States of how many kids have things that they just throw away and they take for granted, and how mm-hmm. happy a child can be to just get a banana. So that really taught me empathy at a young age. Mm-hmm. And over the years... Um, you know, I would give sometimes extra Barbie dolls or extra Christmas gifts or birthday gifts to kids in orphanages. And my mom always made sure that I personally hand-delivered each gift so I would see the gratitude in a child's eyes and get to experience their joy, and that itself would give me joy. Can you go back and pinpoint any specific experience that you had that really touched you and let you know that this is the line of work that you wanted to pursue? You know, over the years, I have traveled to many orphanages in foreign countries. Mm -hmm. Uh, Throughout my childhood, we've worked in different parts of India. So I've taken flights throughout India because it's quite a large country. So Mm -hmm. everything from New Delhi to Bangalore, different cities in India, different villages. I also have spent a month in China visiting different orphanages from the north to the south, from Beijing to Shanghai to Shenzhen to Guangzhou mm-hmm. to Chengdon, different provinces in China. I've also mm-hmm. visited in Vietnam and Hanoi. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Romania, I've gone to the country about four to five times and mm-hmm. visited orphanages um, in different parts of Bucharest, Craiova, uh, Brasov. We actually started a school in Romania through donations mm-hmm. from families. Mm-hmm. And in uh, Moldova, we actually visited there as well, visited the orphanage. Um, so over the years, Vietnam, uh, Thailand, Bangkok, I've had a chance to see for myself what an orphanage is like, what it's like to be the smell of milk in the air, the babies in the crib, the children mm-hmm. who just want to come and sit in your lap and mm-hmm. hold your hand and play patty cake with you and mm-hmm. ask if you're going to be their new mom and if they're coming home with you and how excited they are to have visitors, and just the hope and the the joy in their eyes to mm-hmm. see you. And that just really warms your heart. I cannot tell you the feeling that you can get when you go into an orphanage and the warmth mm-hmm. you feel when you know that you are helping these children to have a family. Mm-hmm. And for every yeah. child that gets adopted, there's always another child who's going to be joining that orphanage soon because there's always mm-hmm. more hungry mouths to feed out there. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, it gives you such a good feeling to know that the orphanage is not their future. It's just a temporary mm-hmm. place. And mm-hmm. soon they will be reunited with their parents. And I say reunited because <laughs> I do believe that every child deserves a family. Mm-hmm. So your mother was um, a very important influence in your life. Uh, I, and she has a very interesting story, too. Would you mind telling the audience about your mother's um, interest in becoming a person who could facilitate adoptions? Uh, my mother, Hemlata Momaya, is also mm-hmm. a social worker. She received her MSW from Tata Institute in Mumbai, mm-hmm. India. And mm-hmm. she actually used to work as a director in an orphanage mm-hmm. in Mumbai. So mm-hmm. she has childhood experiences and teenage experiences and early adult experiences of visiting the orphanage, being there if a birth mother brought her child in at the middle of the night, trying to convince the mom to keep her child, uh, even going back to slum areas and 
trying to convince the mothers to keep their children and that abandonment was not the only way. So she has a lot of empathy in her heart for adoption because it's something that is part of her core value system. So that's why growing up, I was lucky enough to have a mom who's a social worker who exposed Mm -hmm. me to adoptions and altruism, giving back, and also not just with India, but with other countries. I'm so grateful that I had exposure to learning that this world is not so big. This world is actually pretty small, and we are no different from each other, whether it's an orphanage in Africa or children from Latin America. They're all the same. And in some ways, if a child gets a home, regardless of what country that child is coming from, you know, it's just it's just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm feeling that through your descriptions there. What are the three most important lessons that you have learned through your experience with uh, three most with adopting? important lessons? Yeah, you know, anyone can be a family. Anyone can be a parent. I think mm-hmm. people think that you have to be super wealthy or you have to be, you know, have a big house or, you know, something like that. You don't. Um, you can be a single. You can be married. Um, mm-hmm. There are even countries that are open to LGBT families. Mm-hmm. So that's the first misconception is that you have to be somebody, you know, of mighty importance to do such mm-hmm. a kind act. And you don't. Any ordinary person can adopt. Um, there is financial assistance if you're a middle-class person, which is wonderful. There's an adoption tax credit available, $13,400. That does help families as well as grants and such for people Mm -hmm. that do adopt um, in all different capacities. So that's Mm -hmm. the first thing is that you have to be, you know, someone extraordinary when, Mm -hmm. in fact, ordinary people adopt and ordinary people make wonderful parents. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a very the second lesson yes. that I've learned mm-hmm. is that uh, how much, you know, how much a person can grow and change when they become an adoptive parent. When they mm-hmm. come, they're usually a little bit disheartened, a little bit brokenhearted. Maybe mm-hmm. things haven't gone right in their lives, and they were a little disappointed, and mm-hmm. they didn't know that their lives would be full of so much joy. Mm-hmm. So I have seen the transformation with people from when they first came to adopt to, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm a whole new person now. The smile is never gone from my face. And I want to adopt number two because everybody who adopts always wants their child to have a sibling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And number three, third Mm -hmm. lesson, I would say that, uh, you know, adoption is really an amazing, amazing avenue for families. And I've seen the world change. I've seen families turn into a multi-ethnic family. I've seen families who are Caucasian adopt from Uganda or families who are Latino adopt from China. And again, that whole concept of this world, all of us holding hands together, all of the countries being united, you know, you may think you have to uh, only adopt from a certain country. That's not true. There are millions of orphans worldwide. Mm Mm-hmm. The need is is huge, and you're able to, yes. Yeah, because, you know, in other countries, what happens when you grow up? And at some point, if you never got a family, you just Mm -hmm. transition and usually end up on the street or, you know, end up maybe not in such a good place. So Mm -hmm. even children can get adopted as teenagers. Even Mm -hmm. children 
have have a, at some point they have this chance to to get schooling, to get education, to have the love that they didn't receive when they were growing up. Yes, and to receive the medical care that they need that they're not able to get in their home countries. Can you talk a little bit about the special needs child? There are a lot of special needs kids available. Sometimes a family will think special needs and they get very scared. So Mm -hmm. just to let them know, there can be minor special needs, cross eyes, uh, an orthopedic issue, maybe some minor hearing loss, um, Mm -hmm. maybe an extra finger, an extra toe, um, lip palate. Sometimes it's a lip. Sometimes it's the palate. You know, there are such a large variety of special needs that some require more help, some require less um, heart conditions. Some of them heal by themselves. Um, sometimes you need a surgery and then you don't need another one for five years. Mm-hmm. So your specialty does not always impact the daily life of the child. Mm-hmm. And again, the reason the child was probably given up for adoption is the family was probably poor and couldn't afford to fix that special need. Mm-hmm. And in the United States, we all have health insurance. Mm-hmm. So some of these things can be easily corrected or can be corrected in one or two surgeries. And mm-hmm. it's just amazing to see the transformation. Uh, as you saw when you came in my office, mm-hmm. when they arrive versus how they're doing now, it's like a transformation. And that was made possible through your work and connecting the parents with the child. There's also children that are healthy mm-hmm. older that mm-hmm. they just never got adopted. And mm-hmm. that's kind of heartbreaking if you think of it from a child's perspective. They saw other children in the orphanage, you know, coming and going over the years, and they wondered, why not me? Why did mm-hmm. nobody pick me? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they might have some self-esteem issues, you know, some mm-hmm. institutionalized care issues. But, you know, for the most part, there are children that are healthy older. They just never got adopted. Or maybe mm-hmm. they were found at an older age and brought to an orphanage. Mm-hmm. So that's an option because not everybody wants a baby. Not everyone mm-hmm. has the energy to run after a toddler or, mm-hmm. you know, has the time where everyone has to work these days. So it's nice mm-hmm. that your child can transition to school mm-hmm. and you're still able to do something kind. What do you want others to understand about you? Oh, it's, you know, it's not even about me. It's really mm-hmm. about the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Because adoption just touches so many lives. It's not just the child that gets adopted. It's mm-hmm. the adopted parents that had a chance to be parents. It's the grandparents who have their first grandchild. It's the aunts and the uncles. It's the church community. It's how adoption impacts so many lives. Mm-hmm. And in turn, pays it forward. Because adoptive kids have a certain sense of gratitude. And when they get a chance as they get older to take a homeland tour and maybe go back to their home country and see where they came from, mm-hmm. it's just remarkable. Mm-hmm. A lot of adoptive kids volunteer. You know, they do something um, of, of great importance. Um, mm-hmm. We can always take volunteers if somebody wants to help, you mm-hmm. know, in any way possible. It's not always a financial donation, but it can also be, you know, a, a volunteer who comes to help us with a website or newsletters or anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, fundraising, a lot of kids even do, like I said, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah programs, or right. they say in lieu of gifts for their birthday, they would like families to just donate to the agency. We are mm-hmm. a nonprofit. They will get a receipt. Mm-hmm. Over the years, we have done a significant amount of donations. 
We have right. helped children in earthquakes and natural mm-hmm. disasters. We have yes, and we'll, we'll also learn more about the specifics. Uh, I think there will be some nice stories that I'd like to have you share with our audience in the next segment. So it's time for Thank us you. to take a short break. You're listening to Your Why. I'm your host, Nolina Varinas. Stay with us. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. My guest today is the Director of Social Services with Bath Jagat or Children's World. In the last segment, Mosumi and I were talking about her background and the experiences that she had um, as she was working in the adoption industry. And in this segment, I'd like her to share with us some of the specific examples of families that she was able to help. Mosumi, can you tell us about some that have really stood out in your mind? Sure. You know, in our 33 years, we have so many families in California and in other states who adopted from different countries. So I can share several different families with you that touched my heart and really left an impact with me. Mm-hmm. One of the families was, um, this is many, many years ago, mm-hmm. adopted a family, adopted a child that was deaf, mute, and had cerebral palsy. She was from India with a Nepali background, and the family was very religious, and mm-hmm. they felt that God chose them to mm-hmm. raise this child. God trusted them to raise this child. And when she was adopted, she was 12. So mm-hmm. over the years, they helped her to learn some occupational skills and, you know, just so much love and support for this child who must now be in her 40s and 50s. So it's really heartwarming when someone is doing something that is completely altruistic and Mm -hmm. helping a child just to have a life that she never would have had in her birth country. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's really moving, especially from the uh, well, from everybody's point of view. Oh yeah, it's you know that just really impacted me to see Mm -hmm. how much love um, people can have. Mm-hmm. I have another family that is Caucasian and adopted siblings from Uganda that mm-hmm. were about two, two and a half years old. 
mm-hmm. and this little brother and sister were so, so precious. Mm-hmm. When you see them holding hands and walking and the boys little bow-legged and they're, I mean, just really, it touches your heart. You cannot help mm-hmm. but smile. Mm-hmm. And the mom told me that when she was in country, before mm-hmm. she had a chance to bring her home, she noticed that none of the kids there wear shoes in an orphanage. Mm-hmm. And so when she came home, it was one of her goals that my daughter will have beautiful shoes. And mm-hmm. she bought her a pair of gold sparkly ballet slippers. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, that little girl <laughs> was so uh. proud of her shoes mm-hmm. that she didn't even want to take them off when she got a bath. She didn't even want to take them off to go to sleep because she was mm-hmm. so proud of her sparkly gold slippers. Mm-hmm. And something like that just really makes you think of how much gratitude and how little somebody can have, but how much value they can put towards it. Mm-hmm. Because the shoes represent so much more. They represent mm-hmm. their self-esteem, that mm-hmm. they now had something that other children have. Just like when a child gets their first backpack, mm-hmm. you know, they get their first school uniform. Mm-hmm. These things are so meaningful to a child. Mm-hmm. Um, this same little girl, mm-hmm. when they were in country with her, they saw that in the orphanage, they, were, they had corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were serving corn, and she kept a little kernel of corn in her hand. Mm-hmm. And she would not let go of that kernel of corn until she knew that there was another meal coming. And that shows you that even a two-year-old knows about food deprivation Mm -hmm. and how much she needed to have that reassurance that she would have her next meal. Mm -hmm. So in the home, her and her brother, you know, Mm -hmm. they uh, were settling in Mm -hmm. and the family was telling me how loving the two siblings were with each other, that when they took a bath, they would wash each other's hair and they had their own little gibberish talk between each other and, Mm -hmm. you know, how adorable that was. And Mm -hmm. now they've come to the point where when they're eating dinner, they can actually share food with others. Mm -hmm. And that was a big turning point to realize they were not food hoarding, that they were worried about their next meal, that they could actually share with other children at the table and -hmm. with their parents. They knew that food would be abundant. Mm -hmm. And that really left an impact to think that even a two-year-old can realize Mm -hmm. the scarcity of food. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's something that I don't even think about and uh, this is very eye-opening a child um, a I have yes. another Go family ahead. that mm-hmm. uh, adopted uh, of Korean descent they mm-hmm. the husband was actually adopted domestically in the United States by an African-American family and he's mm-hmm. of Korean descent mm-hmm. and him and his wife wanted to give back so they applied mm-hmm. to adopt from Korea and they have their daughter now And he wants to teach that child cultural values of the culture he grew up with, as well as her Korean culture, and how important that is as far as giving back, you know, one adopted child adopts another child. Mm -hmm. And the wife um, told me that when she took the parenting classes, how eye-opening it was to learn about some of these adoption issues and, you know, how educational and how they were in such a good place to raise this child coming from that Mm -hmm. same background. Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. father tells me and shows me on Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. photos of his daughter. He takes her to South L.A. where there are homeless people living in tents, mm-hmm. and she feeds the homeless. And he explains mm-hmm. to her the importance of being a productive member of society and giving mm-hmm. back. It's it just really, it'll bring tears to your eyes to see yes. that um, 
families understand these life lessons and they're raising their children to have values. Mm-hmm. The value, uh, the lives of other people as well as their own. And there yeah, was, because they're so grateful for the gift, yes. you know, that they want their child to pass it on and pay it forward. Yes, and and then there are special needs children too who are not um, able to get the care that they need in their country of origin, but yet come to the United States and in many in some cases uh, the uh, tr- the treatment or the operation that's needed is relatively minor. Say, for example, in the cleft palate children that have been adopted? Are there yes, some that to um, talk about? Mm-hmm. It, it's a, each child, of course, depends. Each case is mm-hmm. different. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a family that has a daughter with a cleft lip palate, mm-hmm. and she actually told her mom, and this is so deep for a little child, to say, mm-hmm. Mommy, I was waiting for you to come and take me home. Oh. You know, she had that kind of insight that the reason I was in an orphanage is I was just waiting for you. And at age three years old, to realize that. And that family is adopting a second child with a cleft lip palate. Mm -hmm. So they know that it's something that's manageable. They have the resources. They know that all the surgeries don't happen at the same time. You get one surgery, you wait a while. You Mm -hmm. know, um, it's a process, but, you know, it's something they felt they could handle. And we have a second family that adopted a boy, um, Mm -hmm. hasn't even been six months, and she's already emailed us to ask when she can start her second adoption process for a girl. So, you know, that's something that many families have done because they realize cleft lip palate does not impact their brain, you know, their mental development. It's mm-hmm. just something that needs to be fixed. It's like a mm-hmm. cosmetic thing. Um, it can impact their speech, but mm-hmm. it's very fixable. Mm-hmm. And what a difference it makes for that child. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, in these foreign countries, they can't afford to fix things like this. Um, mm-hmm. There is Smile Train, which is a resource that some families even had uh, when they were in country and they mm-hmm. got it fixed for free. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. something that families have looked into. Mm-hmm. But like I said, there are also healthy older children that don't have mm-hmm. any medical diagnosis. They just mm-hmm. never got adopted. And I have a 51-year-old single mom who just adopted a 7-year-old boy from China, perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. And she's Caucasian. So mm-hmm. I have different stories over the years. I have another family that is in their 60s and 70s. And they realize that when their Chinese adopted daughter, um, when they pass, their daughter doesn't have a sibling. So they went back to China and adopted a 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. And their daughter had been taking Mandarin lessons over the years mm-hmm. and they were retired now so they felt they had the time to help that child to transition and she's mm-hmm. doing so well mm-hmm. so there are babies there are healthy children there are minor special needs there are older children you know it's a myth that there's only one type of child who talks mm-hmm. um, all ethnicities are out there all ages are out there you know these are kids all around the world that just need families right there's them. Yes, <laughs> love and uh, everybody. Um, the love is coming um, across, and I really hear that. There's a, a one person who is now a high-profile firefighter. I remember you mentioning. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Uh, I I can, and uh, you know, again, somebody in the field of social service mm-hmm. through their adoption. They learned that whole concept of giving back. Uh, many adopted kids, they have become 
firefighters, uh, gone to universities, joined the military. Um, they they want to be leaders. They want to be heroes. They want to be somebody. They want to show that they made something of their life, and the families that adopted them did something great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And, and my gosh, adoption this is impacts really... just so many lives and impacts society all around. And yeah. sometimes people don't know that international adoption is an option. There are children domestically to be adopted. There are children internationally to be adopted. There are two very separate processes, um, but both are equally wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even have a, a woman who is in her late 50s, and she had taken care of her mother her whole life, and her mother mm-hmm. passed in her 90s. And mm-hmm. so she adopted a teenager from Bulgaria. So, you know, it, sometimes we don't even realize all these countries are out there. People tell me they've never heard of Kyrgyzstan and Moldova and Azerbaijan and all these different countries, uh, you know, mm-hmm. are out yeah. there, but they all have children. So it's really a lovely process to to kind of open your eyes and realize we're all one world. And your your whole family is is, is critical and key to all of this. There isn't a you you have a very excellent record when it comes to placing children in families and and creating these happy homes. That uh, there's a can you the success that you've you've experienced in, in your organization comes from having had success builds on success. Uh, tell us some about what you feel has been your greatest success in your work. I know there are several yes. stories that you could tell us. Yes, absolutely. We feel that we've been very successful over our 33 years. Mm-hmm. Um, again, our website is baljagat.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, we feel we've been very successful because each family is treated one-to-one personalized attention. When you adopt with us, you become part of our extended family. It's like we all hold hands because we want you to adopt. We want you to be a parent. We are helping you to adopt. It's not like we're looking for some reason to disqualify you. Mm-hmm. We we love our families joining this extended family of Balchagat. So over the years... Um, you know, our family has just grown, and we have not had disruptions and dissolutions, which are very common in the field of adoption, you know, mm-hmm. because each family is never pressured to adopt a child that they're not ready with, that they're not comfortable with, mm-hmm. that they're not ready for. We never pressure someone to go to a country that um, was not their choice. You know, we never feel that they should take on something more than they can handle. Mm-hmm. So we, we really feel that that's really a large part of our success as well as our social workers, who give the family time and guidance and support. They know that even after the adoption is over, we do follow-up reports and see how the children are doing in their new lives and in their placement. Mm-hmm. We keep in touch through Facebook. We have social events. We have parties and get-togethers. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we care about our kids. We're not mm-hmm. so big that we forget who our clients are. We never forget. Right. And, in right. fact, uh, our executive director, Hamlada, when she gets mm-hmm. a phone call at Valentine's Day or Mother's mm-hmm. Day from mm-hmm. a child who says, Auntie Amlada, do you know who this is? She will remember <laughs> who it is. She will remember <laughs> these kids after so many years who are now yeah. adults yes. and, you know, send her a, an email or a call. Hi, I was adopted from your agency 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 yes. years ago, 30 years ago. Made she such an impact, family. yes. 
Absolutely. It's time for us to take a short break. You're listening to Your Why. I'm your host, Nalina Varinas. Stay with us. We'll have more. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at breakthroughseomarketing.com. That's N E L. I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. My guest today is the Director of Social Services with Baljagat, or Children's World. In the last segment, Musumi and I were talking about specific examples of cases that she and her mother and her whole organization have been working on. In this segment, I want people to understand and learn about how they can help um, forward the work that Mosumi and her mother are doing. Mosumi, so how can people help? And well, first of all, let's talk about, more about the services you provide and then how people can help. We are licensed in Southern California in all of the counties, which is LA, Orange, Ventura, Santa Barbara, Riverside, San Bernardino, San Diego, Kern County, San Luis Obispo for mm-hmm. direct service. Uh, we can also do child placement for Korea and actually for China and some India cases out of state. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also able to work in partnership with all these different countries that we work with. So mm-hmm. we're able to help families locally and some families out of state. When I say help families, I mean we can do home studies, we can do the child placement, we do the orientation, we are there for an emotional support, we follow up with progress reports. If they want to readopt their child in California for a California birth certificate, we can help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we can help with guardianship cases. Sometimes we can even help families to adopt their relatives. If their child is uh, considered orphan status, we are able to help with relative adoptions. Um, that's a case-by-case basis. But that's mm-hmm. also something that we can do. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And 
And for the work that you do, what can the greater community do to support you? They can do a lot. Adoption really needs to be talked about positively in the community. People mm-hmm. seem to hear, you know, media and stories about there, and they know about Madonna and Angelina Jolie, but they need to know that ordinary people can adopt. So they mm-hmm. need to spread the word about adoption. Tell people mm-hmm. about their adoption. Share their stories positively. How many children are leading wonderful, happy lives that were adopted? Mm-hmm. Um, another thing they can do is talk about adoption in their workplace. Mm-hmm. And that way, adult workplaces sometimes can give grants to adoptive families and help mm-hmm. them to adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, they can help with financial donations. They will always get a receipt, and they mm-hmm. will know that their donation has gone towards helping children in different countries worldwide. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, efforts that you support is a Montessori school, I remember. We started a Montessori school in Romania many mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, was, we were very, very active in Romania. And now uh, the government has taken it over, and it helps kids with moderate to severe special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, we have donated to China, Chinese orphanages. We have bought refrigerators, washing machines, medical equipment, toys, blankets, vitamins, um, heart machines, pulmonary machines. We have done so much over the years, and we continue to do so on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So if a family does decide to give a donation, they can be assured that it will go towards their cause. Um, we could also use volunteers. You don't need to be a social worker. You know, we can use help with our website, with newsletters, with so many different kinds of things. You know, we're two directors who have our hands full. So any type of volunteer help is always appreciated. Um, just contact us and you'll find out, you know, what we do. Visit our office. You'll see for yourself just how many children we have helped over the years. Uh, our website is baljagat.org. And our email is baljagat at verizon.net. And Mm -hmm. uh, check out our website. Come Mm -hmm. by. Make a visit. See our office. Right. And your phone number? 562-597-5029. Okay. And we'll also have it um, on our website here at Voice America. Most of me, is there any final message that you would like to leave with our audience before we before we um, close for the day? Basically, everybody can be happy. I know Mm -hmm. that Mother's Day, Father's Day, holidays, Valentine's Day are sometimes very hard for people, and they Mm -hmm. don't realize that a child can make a huge difference in their life, and they're giving back to society in so many ways. Mm -hmm. They're giving that child an opportunity to have a life that they may never have had in their foreign country. Mm -hmm. So... When we think about how much time it takes to make a difference in someone's life, we should realize that we all have the capacity, whether it's through adoption or whether Mm -hmm. it's supporting an organization that does adoption, volunteering, Mm -hmm. talking about adoption in the community, and spreading the word that there are orphan children worldwide who could use your help. Mm -hmm. Adoption is a gift of life. Mm -hmm. And do you also offer... Opportunities to speak in front of organizations. Do you yourself do much of that? Absolutely. If you are active in your church or temple or uh, mosque, etc., just let me know, and we can mm-hmm. very happily talk to the community, talk to your mm-hmm. Kiwanis club, talk to your social service organization, your bowling league, your you know Girl Scout troop, whatever. We can talk to them about adoption and help mm-hmm. them spread the word. 
mm-hmm. if you have a group that wants to do some kind of donation or giving back, we're very mm-hmm. happy to be involved. If your school does some kind of fundraising, bake sale type of thing, you know, um, raising money for orphans, I mean, what could be more meaningful? Yes, definitely make, helping a person, a child, have a future, actually, and hope that uh, they can have the future that they sometimes can only dream of. They all deserve a chance. We all deserve a chance to develop to our fullest potential. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Anything else? Just give us a call. Just go mm-hmm. on our website. Just talk to mm-hmm. us. And I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to be invited to speak on your radio program. I'm happy to talk about adoption in the community. I'm happy to share this information because it has touched my life and it has touched thousands of lives over these 33 years. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my experience with international adoption with your listeners. Okay. We are very honored to have you, Mosumi. Thank you so much for, for sharing your experiences and for informing us more about intercountry and international adoptions. For me, every show is meaning. You're very welcome. For me, every show is meaningful because people matter. And when individuals go out of their way to help someone else and help another family, I think we should take notice and learn. Thank you, Mosumi, for sharing your very important work. And please You're keep very me welcome. up. Thank you. Please keep me updated. You are doing important, critical work and impacting so many lives. As you said, the effect is a ripple effect from child to family to community to relatives and around the world. A very positive, good effect. Please share this show with your LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter communities. Tune in again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. I am your host, Nalina Varinas. Until next time, be great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. Listen for another edition of Your Why with Nalina Varinas next week. We're here every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go start the next chapter of your legacy. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericavariety.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management.